Hello, and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Today, we will bring you our latest series that will focus specifically on a very important part of NSPS and how it is an advocate for not just its members, but to all surveyors nationwide. Introducing Point of Order, the podcast devoted to the functionality and issues that are dealt with by our Joint Government Affairs Committee. Today, Kurt is joined by John Pagliotello and John J.B. Bird, our NSPS Federal Legislative Representatives. This inaugural show will provide an overview of the committee and how it operates with legislative efforts in Washington, D.C. NSPS is proud to bring you Point of Order on this episode of Surveyor Says. Welcome, everyone, to another version of Surveyor Says. We are pleased today to have with us John Palatiello and J.B. Bird, who are the, uh, I don't know how to describe you guys exactly. You're sort of the, the, the guts and the brain and everything else behind our joint government affairs program. <laughs> so um, we thought it'd be a really good idea to have you on with us so that we could share more information about what we're doing. You know, as you know, we've been doing a lot of articles in the news and views every week, and, and I know people read them because we get feedback, but like a lot of other things we do, I think it's helpful if we just have conversation that people can go and listen to. And so we've structured these 15, 20-minute sessions so people can listen during lunch or on their way home from work or whatever they choose to do uh, and learn more about some of the things we're doing. And of course, as you both know, there's hardly anything we do that's any more important to our members and to the profession than than our advocacy side. So I'm really glad you're you're joining us today. And so maybe it'd be a good idea just for folks who may not know you both John and then JB, um, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell a little bit about your background for our audience. Well, thanks, Kurt, and uh, thanks for having us on this podcast. It's our uh, our honor and pleasure to be here. And uh, let me hasten to say, we're also it's also our honor and pleasure to be. I've never been described as being the guts before, but uh, <laughs> it's our honor and pleasure to be the uh, federal government affairs representatives of NSPS, and we, we thoroughly enjoy that that responsibility. Um, I hope I'm not a stranger to the NSPS membership. Uh, I started with the old ACSM back in 1982 as the first government affairs director. And that was actually a joint government affairs program and joint government affairs committee. And I think that name uh, was a legacy for many years. But I, I was hired by the old ACSM and ASPRS to be the first government affairs director in 1982. And so throughout a good part of my adult career, I've been involved in policy and legislative issues affecting the surveying profession uh, ever since. So that's um, over 35 years now. And so I have uh, a business. We, we merged last year. I operated John Palatiello and Associates for over 30 years. And we merged last year with a firm called Miller Wethold Capital Strategies. And so we have a very deep and broad capability in association management and government relations. And um, so we are the uh, the eyes and ears and voice of NSPS in Washington on Capitol Hill. 
And I'll turn it over to John Bird, JB, who's actually our registered lobbyist on behalf of NSPS. Thank you, John, and, and thank you, Kurt, for this opportunity. Uh, likewise, it's a, been a pleasure and honor to help represent NSPS in the last several years. Uh, I got my start on Capitol Hill uh, back in 2001, working for a Senate office and working as an aide within Congress. And then in 2005, uh, John and his firm, John Pelletiel and Associates, brought me on in uh, January of 2005. So yeah, about 15 years now, uh, again, with the, the surveying profession and several other issues connected. Uh, my role as the registered lobbyist is to help serve as a liaison, for not just the NSPS membership, but specifically the Government Affairs Committee Chairman Pat Smith, and to serve as a liaison between Pat as well as John here in our Fairfax, Virginia office, and certainly then also interact with uh, members of Congress, the Senate, and uh, their professional staff on committees, as well as personal office staff in the respective uh, Senate and House offices on Capitol Hill. And we also do some outreach as well to the federal agencies to help connect the dots between the survey and profession and various federal programs, various regulations, and certainly the legislation. So we, we help try to uh, keep all that uh, intertwined, but also to advocate and uh, publicize and get the word out on Capitol Hill, what, what are some of the issues and some, some of the policies that are best for NSPS. But again, we connect the dots between Kurt and uh, Pat. Thanks, JB and John. One of the things that some of our listeners may not be aware of is the, um, I don't know if transformation is the right word or not, but the status of where we are now with our day on the hill activity. That's been something that has developed and had been, been developing over time. But um, since you guys came along, it just seems every year it gets better and better from my perspective. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that and how important it is and how eager we are to have our listeners be part of that. Well, thank you, Kurt. Um, we have been working hard to try to enhance and improve that program each year, and I, I'm, I'm flattered that, um, that you mentioned it and uh, gratified that you recognize it because uh, that has been a priority of ours. So um, we have one day a year that is uh, part of the spring business meeting of NSPS when the board of directors and active committee members and and most active members of NSPS come to the Washington DC area. And for 2020, uh, our day on the Hill will be on Wednesday, April the 1st. And uh, what we do is um, through the efforts of our government affairs committee and Pat Smith from Texas, the chairman, uh, also a past president of NSPS, we will develop, and of course, working with you, Kurt, we will develop uh, a handful of issues. We usually limit it to about four issues that um, we think are most, most timely and relevant uh, as far as legislative issues affecting the surveying profession. And um, our members will go to Capitol Hill and visit with their congressmen and senators from their home state and advocate on those bills. And they're worked out and selected based on the status of the legislation, the importance to NSPS, the likelihood or probability of Congress acting on certain legislation, 
And so the members of NSPS become for one day citizen lobbyists on behalf of their profession and try to get um, favorable legislation passed or in some instances to defeat legislation that is detrimental to practicing surveyors. Yeah, so what we'll do is uh, what, what's been our practice recently and JB has really been the leader in this is uh, we will do a, a webinar or offer a webinar for training in advance of April the 1st. And then we will bring everyone together on the afternoon before, which would be Tuesday, March 31st. And we'll do a little final briefing. We will set up all of the appointments we will provide all the briefing materials. We will put together the, the packet of information that each NSPS member will deliver to their member of Congress. We'll provide talking points so that the surveyors are articulate and effective um, in, in speaking about these issues. And um, what we're looking for from the members is to go on the NSPS website now and you can sign up and um, and have warm bodies of, of actual licensed practicing surveyors going up uh, as an NSPS team, visiting their own state delegation and advocating on legislation as it affects surveyors. Also, one of the things that I think is really important, and I know that people in, in leadership and people who know about the program realize, is that with having JB as our registered lobbyist, and him having the opportunity to basically be on the Hill, I won't say all the time, but uh, a bit good part of the time, it, it takes us out of uh, perhaps a role of being a lone wolf kind of crying in the darkness for on behalf of the surveying profession, because through him and, and the company and through you, John, have built so many uh, relationships with other organizations, all of whom have interest in some of the same things we do, even though their interests are not exactly what ours are, they have, uh, have interest in these issues. So it makes it so much more uh, workable, I think, for us to be able to, to get our message across and get other people to supporting some of the same things we are, even though we might be supporting them for somewhat different reasons. But I think those coalitions, um, it, it, uh, it's, I think it's really enhanced our ability to to be successful. So I don't know, JB, you might want to talk about how that's how that's worked out. Well, let me first say before I turn it over to JB, you're absolutely right, Kurt. And um, forming coalitions is a very effective way of of uh, communicating a message in Washington, bringing people together, as you say, who have a common interest or a common goal. So, um, for example, uh, JB has taken a leadership in uh, a coalition. Um, that NSPS is an integral part of that's advocating for reform of the FEMA flood insurance program, particularly the surveying and mapping that go into uh, the flood insurance program. And we have uh, dozens of organizations, the home builders, the realtors, um, civil engineers, uh, surveyors, uh, all part of this coalition. As you indicated, the reason for them being part of it or um, a specific reform issue that each of those groups may be particularly interested in may vary, but we have the common goal of bringing sound surveying and engineering, sound financial and fiscal um, principles to reform of the FEMA program. But let me turn it over to JD because he's really the lead in, 
in forming and, and representing NSPS on these coalitions. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for coalition survival. I just wanted to, to echo uh, Kurt, your earlier observation about not being a lone wolf. This is how we uh, amplify the NSPS voice by teaming up with other organizations that we share at least in a policy interest with. Uh, another example uh, in that, of where NSPS not only helps connect the dots on Capitol Hill on legislation, but also goes to that with our partners in the federal agencies would be the Digital Case uh, Partnership Advocacy Coalition, where our friends in NOAA are on board with what we're doing. But we've brought a diverse uh, list of organizations to champion legislation that would codify the Digital uh, Case Project into an authorized program. Another one, we, excuse me, another one we go to bat for our friends in the U.S. Geological Survey uh, as part of the 3D elevation program. We're this 3DAP coalition that NSPS has been helping to, to co-lead. Um, another example uh, from the GPS community uh, is a uh, GPS Innovation Alliance, which is helping us with the white square Legato issue and just in general educating members of Congress on the importance of GPS for the national economy and the role of a survey and profession uh, as well. Um, so those are just some of the examples, but there, there are several others we could get to. Right. And another thing that, that I think is really important, and I know our leadership believes is important as well, is the ability to interact with, as, as is appropriate, to work with our state partners when things come up. I, I know you guys have a service you use that pretty much see everything that comes down the line um, in terms of how legislature is or regulation might affect the surveying profession. And because of that, it, it provides an opportunity for us as NSPS through you to learn about things and sometimes be able to share information with our directors and our partner organizations in the various states on something that might be affecting them, which could ultimately have national uh, ramifications as well. So it's just another element of the way we're set up now where we have that opportunity to not only work in partnership with our state societies through having a representative of, from each one of them on our board, and a, and a large number of them participate in Lobby Day, of course, or Day on the Hill, but also uh, can identify sometimes issues that that they may not see or at least be able to react when they um, give us a call about something or other. I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit or not, John. But That's a great point. And we're still developing that aspect of the program because our, our original task was simply on federal legislation. But we're trying to help all of the state uh, societies and sort of being a supplement and a backstop. And we track, uh, we have a service where we track bills in all 50 state legislatures. And we're still working through how we report that um, on a regular basis. But if we see something in a state that is particularly uh, noteworthy, particularly if it's a threat, um, we can uh, make sure that people are aware of that so that the state society can get in to the state capital and state legislature and try to affect change. Let me give you two examples. Um, one is uh, the issue of privacy and geolocation data. California has passed one of the most onerous state laws, or not, or let me strike that. California has passed the most onerous state law with regard to data 
and individual citizen privacy. And they use the term precise geolocation data in that law, and uh, it is rather onerous. Um, we use this service to track whether similar bills may be introduced in other legislatures. The other one that everyone is aware of is the fact that there is uh, uh, a coalition on the other side that is uh, advocating for radical um, relaxation of occupational licensing. And they're not distinguishing between say hair braiding that maybe you can argue doesn't need to be licensed on one hand and surveying which clearly affects public health, welfare and safety. And so these uh, occupational licensing bills uh, can be very onerous and threatening the surveying. And so we're keeping an eye on that and making sure that our members and our state organizations are aware of any bill that's introduced in their legislature so they can appropriately respond. Yeah, thanks for sharing that because again, I. I'm trying. I know this is sort of a catch-all kind of introduction uh, event we're doing here, so I'm just trying to give the audience uh, the big picture, so to speak, of how the whole thing works. And obviously, as we go along on a, whatever basis we decide to do this, uh, whether it's when something big comes up or if we try to do it on a more regular basis, uh, people will already have an understanding of how the whole system is working and why we think it's working well. Another thing that I think is really important, and again, you guys have been helpful in setting this up, is through our efforts of trying to build, uh, I hate to use the term, but maybe it's the common term in the, in the business, the war chest. Um, one of the things that obviously has an impact on your, your availability to, to people who are making these decisions is uh, showing some level of support for them. So in a situation like ours where we're not overflowing with money like a lot of other people are, we have to be somewhat judicious in how we make those selections. And we also um, struggle is about the best word I can come up with in terms of finding a way to, to fund those activities and still obviously remain within the rules. So the, the Jefferson Club that you guys have helped to establish, I think, is a, a great thing for us. It's not nearly as well populated as it would like it to be at this point, but maybe you could share with our members a little bit what that's about, why we do it, why it's important, and um, what what advantages or what um, activities do people who are part of the Jefferson Club participate in? Well, the Jefferson Club is uh, sort of a subset of the NSPS PAC, or Political Action Committee. And that is a, a separate registered committee, registered with the Federal Election Commission. It is sponsored by NSPS, but it's a separate entity. And it accepts voluntary, individual, personal contributions uh, from NSPS members, pools that money together, and then in the name of the NSPS PAC, we make contributions to candidates for federal office, whether it's an incumbent or somebody running for an open seat or, or a challenger who may be running against someone who's not terribly favorable to surveyors. Uh, John Warren from Washington State is the chairman of the PAC. Um, the Jefferson Club is a special group of individuals who contribute uh, every year $500 personally each year. And we have some special um, events for them to recognize and reward them uh, for that. Um, but the, the PAC itself 
at any dollar level, whether it's a $10 contribution, a $50 contribution, is, is very helpful because you, you add all of that together and, and pretty soon you do have a pretty good war chest. You did use the correct term. So I'm going to turn it over to JD because he's been working with John Warren. And I think we have some goals and some, some uh, programs that are being launched uh, because 2020 uh, is an election year. The entire House, the President of the United States, and a third of the U.S. Senate will be on the ballot across the country. So let me give JB a minute or two to talk about what, what he and John Warren are developing so that we can encourage individual NSPS members to contribute what they can afford to that very important activity. Yes, thanks, John. And, and correct. So John Warren, during the October uh, fall business meeting in Orlando, Florida, and NSPS hosted, uh, he launched the Drive to 75 campaign, which is the goal of uh, adding or reaching $75,000, as John just described, whether it's $10, $50, or something north of $50. As many contributions that come in from individuals, that gets all added to the war chest, Kurt. And that money then, uh, through John Warren's committee, we get signed off to then go and uh, attend fundraisers, on Capitol Hill that John has already alluded to, uh, champions of the surveying profession, uh, open seats for members of Congress and US Senate. That's where I go and attend uh, these various opportunities to get in front and get face time with these members of Congress. Number one, to thank them for being an advocate for the professional surveying, uh, professional surveyors, but also in general, uh, keeping the awareness level of not being a lone wolf. They see us uh, helping out, helping them out, they can help us out. And so there's opportunities there to, to best uh, leverage the NSPS pack. And uh, it's very, very much a team effort. So it really is good about um, having access and visibility. It's, it's legal, it's ethical, it's regulated by the government. There are laws that we have to comply with. There are reporting requirements, it's transparent. But this is the way that individual surveyors can legally and ethically participate in our, our great political system, our great democratic republic in the United States. Thank you, guys. One last thing. As I said, we want, didn't want this to go too long for an introduction, but there is one other thing I'd like to, to touch on just a little bit. And I know that you already work with a number of your counterparts who work for as consultants, generally speaking, to our state societies. And on Capitol Hill Day, of course, some of them come in with, with the members from the various states. But maybe you could talk a little bit about the importance of having um, a relationship and, and a, a way to have dialogue directly with those people who are doing the same job you're doing, but doing it for our state affiliates. Well, it's important because, you know, as I indicated before, we're a republic. We're a, we're a federation of 50 states. And um, there are certainly similarities between things that are happening at the federal level and things that happen in the state legislature. One uh, issue that, that immediately comes to my mind is, um, for example, the highway program. That is a federal program. There's a federal gas tax. Many states have gas tax. Federal money and state money is then combined, and that's how our, 
our highway program is is funded and and built and there's a role for surveyors in that another one um is the drone issue the use of uh, of uas for surveying applications there there is uh certain regulation and jurisdiction that the federal government has over our national airspace but the state legislatures have been involved in uh particularly limitations on the use of drones or UAS uh, again uh, for protection of privacy and so trying to create a an environment and legislation both at the state level and at the federal level that would permit surveyors to use drones as optimally as possible to accomplish their projects is an example where we should of course be in communication and coordination between NSPS and our state organizations and the lobbyists that are representing each of our state organizations. Thanks. I, that was, I thought that was a, an important thing for us to chat about. So I think we'll end this session unless there's something I have forgotten to have you mention. And if there is, fine, yeah. we can go on. Um, and there then one thing I'd like to mention, Kurt, you, you mentioned that we contribute a lot of news and information that goes weekly into news and views. I would also remind our members that twice a year for each of the NSPS board meetings, we produce a comprehensive report that's an overview of probably close to two dozen different issues that we are involved in at the national level, at the federal level. And those reports are on the NSPS website. Uh, we will be doing one again in January because you, know, you, Kurt, and Pat Smith will be meeting with JB and myself on January 20th. We will develop some strategy and identify key issues, and we'll certainly have a report for you and Pat for that meeting. But those always go up on the website, so every NSPS member has access to that. So they can really see the depth and breadth of things that NSPS is involved in on their behalf, and they get a real flavor of a variety of different issues that may be affecting their practice, their firm, um, their surveying activities, whether they're working in federal, state, or local government or uh, in private practice. Yeah, thanks for Brent, Frank for mentioning that, John. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking to myself as you're talking about that, uh, maybe I need to go back and take a look at how well we actually share that information with everybody so they know that they can go on the website and find information about what, what's going on. Um, maybe, maybe we should stress that a little bit more in our newsletter than we do. I think you have uh, three different items there. You've got the, uh, the SPS pack. There is on the website, there is information you can find there. Uh, as John alluded to, for the April 1st, Stay on the Hill, there's already information available there. And then all the general legislation you can find under the advocacy tab, but also under the, the meeting notes. Right. And, and that's great. The, the thing I was thinking about was we as NSPS through here, through, through the newsletter, could be easily done. Let everybody know about that. I'm not sure we've done a good job of letting people know about that. That's, that's the part of it I was talking about. So that's something that we'll need to work on, I think, as we go ahead. So you're giving, you're giving yourself a homework assignment over the Christmas holidays. Uh, yeah, I am. Actually, I'll have to give that assignment to somebody that actually knows what they're doing, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, thanks for being with me here for our, our first session, and I know we're going to be doing some others as we go along and 
we want to keep, um, I don't know if a steady stream is the right word, but we do want to be able to keep our members informed about what's going on in our government affairs program. So I'm looking forward to this being a regular part of the whole Surveyor Says series. So thank you both for being with me. Thank you. We look forward to the next visit. Thanks, Kurt. You've been listening to Point of Order with Kurt Sumner, John Palatello, and John J.B. Bird here on the Surveyor Says podcast. Please join them for their next episode where they will discuss current legislative items that directly affect the surveying profession. We will also have more Table A Talk with Kurt Sumner and Gary Kent in the coming weeks, along with a multi-episode sit-down with Michael Dennis of NGS. He will provide a breakdown of the ins and outs within the upcoming NSRS datum changes. We will also have more interviews with young surveyors from around the world, as well as a feature show about current surveying programs being taught across the country. So, remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And also watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.